Hey everyone, welcome back to Stars Like Us. I am Eliza Kelly, and I am so delighted to be here today with the real love witch, Veronica Varlow, who is uh, a Taurus. So now we have our second Taurus on Stars Like Us. I am so excited to meet you. I'm so excited to have this conversation. We were just um, chatting before we put the mics on, and this episode is going to rock everyone's fucking world. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So you are a, a love witch, um, and let's just dive right in. What does that mean? Well, Love Witch is about creating things out of passion and really putting your mind to the world that you want to create. Uh, I believe that everything is created twice, first in your mind, and then you can conjure it into reality. And I think that this is something that some of the greatest people that we look up to do naturally, like athletes and inventors and people that make the impossible possible. And so going off of that, that's what that's what I do. That's what my favorite thing to do is, is thinking of the very best life with passion that I want to live without obstacles or anything like that and just creating it, like really conjuring it out of nowhere and going into it. I remember when I, I think that when you grow up and you don't have the things that you want and you realize that in order to get the things you want, that you have to be the one responsible for creating it. Um, I remember writing in a journal when I was a kid, create the life you've always wanted, which is sort of an odd thing to write as a kid because it has this tense where it's like you've always wanted, isn't your life about to happen? But I also agree time isn't linear. So this feels like in this lifetime, I almost am sort of reverse engineering it to yeah. make it yes. what I want it to be. Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't come in with the tools. So I had to say, okay, if I want to get, you know, to this destination, mm -hmm. what, it, what are the things that I need to create in order to m build that pathway? Because I know I'm supposed to be mm -hmm. at that destination. Absolutely. So I think that it, there's something very, uh, you know, for those people who have had to sort of create their universes based on their conditions can definitely relate. But mm -hmm. some people may have no fucking idea what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> so right. for those people who, um, how would you sort of describe the process of doing this? I think that's an excellent question because I think that a lot of times when we take the power in naming ourselves, which is, um, I, I call myself a witch. I think a lot of times people will be confused by that or there's negative connotations towards that name. That's been um, something that's been happening for years and years and years and years. Um, and I like to liken it, take it out of the box of witch or witchcraft and put it into a separate a separate way to explain it. Um, like I was talking about earlier, thinking about people that are in the realm of making the impossible possible and things that you're able to do with your mind. And there is this amazing study that happened with Dr. Dennis Waitley. And that was, he worked with Olympic athletes in the 1980s and the 1990s. And he was doing this thing called visual motor rehearsal. And what that's about is he had athletes run 
the race in their mind. So he would just take them through this visual exercise from going from point A to point Z. Every single thing about the wind going through their hair, what the starting gun sounded like, them taking off, feeling the sweat on their skin, really creating this picture clearly in their mind. And what happened was the same muscles fired in their bodies when they were hooked up to machines that actually fire when you're doing it. And the thing is, is that your mind can't tell the difference that study shows of, are you thinking it? Are you really going through this? Because your body's reacting to it as if it's happening in real life. So there's this thing that happens. And maybe I call it magic, but there's so many different ways to look at what it can be called. Um, blues musicians, when they get into a zone. They call it being in the pocket. It's like something else takes over and you are able to really get into the space of ultimate creation and magic. And I feel like people that have to take that, um, people that get into that zone or get into athletes have to think very quickly because if they do something wrong or they can injure themselves or it can it can be detrimental to their goal so they have to really think things through and create it into reality and I do the same thing and I do it fired with passion and that's where the love witch comes from is because it's about what are you passionate about? What is something that makes you feel really alive? What is something that makes you feel excited about being here without all the mind obstacles, without thinking, but how is that going to happen? Because nothing stops me more than that question. How is this going to happen? I just have to believe it and see it and follow it through over and over in my brain. And I will arrive there. And that's what my that's what I teach and that's what it's all about and that's what the message that I'm trying to put out there to yeah, the world I, and to the people that I'm working with. I'm so excited to hear you explain this so eloquently because you know I what I've I have said to clients in the past and one of my philosophies is in order for anything to have to exist this table this glass this door, somebody first needed to have the vision of it mm -hmm. in order to even know where to begin in the first place. Yeah. Nothing that exists in the physical world just popped out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. It was all something that had to be cultivated and created with one's mind's eye. Right. And in the same way that objects become the physical manifestation of our ideas, so can our life. Our life is as malleable as any object that we were to, we could build with our hands. I know that um, you're a Taurus, so you'll appreciate sort of the the transformation of something from the cerebral plane to the physical plane. Oh, Taurus definitely. is all about bringing it into the physical world and into actuality. Before we were on the microphone, you had mentioned something about um, your grandmother and her practice. Mm -hmm. um, can you speak a little bit to that and and what that means and how it relates to your life? Absolutely. Um, my grandmother, Helen, um, for those, um, for the people that know me and are listening that have been working with me for a decade or more, she comes up a lot. She is 
she's um, my own supreme witch. Like I, I grew up with her and uh, she's from Czechoslovakia um, descent. And uh, she is, she was somebody who had a major influence on me and she did magic, but she never called it magic. It just was what it was. And when I was six years old, she did the very first spell with me. And I think when I think about the definition of spell, I think about it's something you're putting into practice in your mind to manipulate your own reality. And it's something that's going to feed you confidence. It's something that's going to uplift you. And so when I was six years old, my grandmother Helen did this thing where I had a very difficult time with people picking on me when I was six years old. I had buck teeth and I didn't really fit in and I was moving around a lot. And she took me to the lagoon and she started brushing my hair and telling me the story. And then she took clumps of my hair out of the brush and it was springtime. And she put the clumps of hair underneath a little pebble. And we waited there for what seemed like forever. And finally this, this bird came down and picked up a piece of my hair and then came back and picked up more and kept coming back and forth, flying back and forth until my hair was gone. And I remember that my grandmother turned to me and she said, baby birds are going to be singing their first song nestled in your hair. And just that, as being a six-year-old that was getting picked on at school, that was a mind spell. Mm. That was a spell telling me you're not this thing that they've decided you are you are what you want to be and you are right now a six-year-old whose baby birds are going to grow up singing their first song nestled in your hair that is fucking extraordinary (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that is amazing have you so did you talk to her about it did you ask her questions as it was happening did you retroactively ask her any questions or was it just did it always just speak for itself as an experience I mean that was it was it was a very mind-blowing thing when I was six years old and my grandmother would tell stories all the time um you know she would be smoking lucky strikes and she had bleach blonde hair she sounds she was she's she was amazing and uh she really lived life in that magical mindset although she wouldn't have called it that it was what she always did and that was a part of it and I didn't ask her questions about it. It was just, I remember just sitting there and listening to her and just being like, I'm something greater than what these people are defining me as. And it's so easy, especially when you're young, but fuck it, like through your whole entire life, that if people start being weird to you or start acting strange to you, there's always this little voice in your head that's like, oh man, what if I'm not good enough? Or what if, what if there is something wrong with me? Or what if, like, there's plenty of things to make fun of me about, you know? And she just cut that out right there. And it's something that I go back to. And um, every single spring, I leave my hair out for the birds as a spell and putting it out there. So I'd like to think that generations of baby birds have grown up singing their songs in my hair. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a, that is a a wonderful sort of segue of all the different types of spells and um, 
sort of magical practices to introduce you to, obviously that is a practice that is very much based on love and passion Mm -hmm. and these things that inform your work now. Definitely. Yeah. That was not, it wasn't like she was putting a hex on these kids, you know, it wasn't that she was like (laughs) making, using your hair to make a, like a doll no. uh, to then put pins in the kids to bind you, you know, right. Uh, this was something that was actually taking your, your own light, your own beauty, your own love and positive energy, and then dispensing it into the world. Mm-hmm. So that is a, uh, a, a wonderful angle to take. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my grandmother didn't believe in hexes or didn't believe in doing anything bad to other people. She thought that the best thing that you could possibly do is just continue to uplift yourself and maybe they'll see the light. And if they don't, they don't. But if you can, if you can lead by that better example and take that better, higher road, then you're going to win every time. Yes, I completely agree with that. I think that, um, you know, I, throughout my life in experimenting, like all people have, of course, at different points, I've experimented with trying to um, manipulate a situation by stopping somebody Mm -hmm. from doing something Mm -hmm. or pivoting their path. And it always backfires. It always does. It really, like, it's just, it's not a good m- way no. forward because mm-hmm. you get trapped in this vortex in, from an astrological perspective, it would be like a Plutonian vortex. You get trapped in this shadow work, in this darkness. You don't have enough perspective to be able to take full uh, accountability yeah. of your direction. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you work with the light if you work in the sun if you work with love and passion and beauty and romance and what you care about your creative art then you have full vision right mm, you have yes. the you ha- you have an entire landscape illuminated so you can really use that to and you could blind people with it too you know solar work for me which is the l- work of the light is it can be harsh mm. you know if somebody is being a sp- creepy stalkery shadow person you just (laughs) fucking shine the light in their face and it's still going to expose the truth of the situation yeah but you're just not meeting them in the dark hex world yeah no yeah i don't fuck with that no i don't fuck with that either and i feel like i feel like what you're talking about the 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 passion and the love is the fuel right exactly really sets the magic to a cosmic level yes Yes. And that, I guess, is sort of what you're looking for whenever you're doing magic work is you're trying to find the fuel. You're trying mm-hmm. to find what is driving the direction, what is moving you forward. Yeah. Um, how when something comes up where you have to, you know, if you have somebody who says, you know, I can I hex this person or I have this ex or they have an ex how do you handle a situation like that I just tell them absolutely not (laughs) absolutely not I don't believe I don't believe in hexing at all period I think that hexing actually sends some kind of power or energy to the person that you're hexing and I think that it backfires every single time Um, for instance I know that in witchcraft it was it got a lot of press and there was a lot of things about um, hexing Donald Trump and things like that Um, you know uh, I believe my belief is that it sends power to that person and I don't want to send 
any more power to that person. I want to send power to the people that are trying to do good things. And I want to, instead of doing that, try to think of the people that are moving forward and doing positive things and doing positive work in the world and sending them energy and doing a group worldwide thing to send those people the energy. Yes. That's, that's, that's where I play. Yes. I completely agree. I think that, uh, it's what ultimately, you know, how you use your energy is so very important, Mm -hmm. which is why I also am very, um, not into gossip. I hate gossip because I feel like it just sucks my energy completely. And I think it's such a bad use of power Mm -hmm. um, to just spin your wheels in like bullshit comparison judgment. I try to spend as little time as possible on scrolling on social media because I think that it it definitely, um, you know, it was designed to, to feed on people's paranoia and insecurities and feelings of inadequacy. So to me, my philosophy is like, do what you need to do. Check out your friends, support their work and get the fuck off. <laughs> like, don't don't yeah. invest your power and energy in that, because yeah. that is also part of this gossip, jealousy, just like such a bad use of power. Um, it just gets its pools to me. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So what are some of the ways that you people who are just beginning to sort of understand how to work with their own gifts how are, what are some techniques that you would use to tap into one's own power? Well, the most beautiful thing about this and about the things that I do and what I'm teaching is that the the people that ask me like is this okay? I'm a newbie. Like I'm not I don't know what I'm doing. Our most powerful selves were actually our child selves. Mm-hmm. They knew the best and they knew us the best before we um started changing ourselves because other people were judging us or telling us it was wrong when we lived in a world of imagination and we could create, you know, um, you know, dolls out of sticks and have whole lives for them in a fairy tale. That's when we were the strongest. And I think that every single person, we've all been there. That's something we all have in common and our original magic is the most powerful magic. And if we can just tap back into that child self, it's interesting because a lot of people talk to me about intuition. And I think that our intuition goes astray because people want to protect us from bad things. So for instance, your parents have a fight and you're really little and you come in and your mother's upset and you are a child and you're like, mom, are you okay? And she's like, I'm great. No, it's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. And you're like, wait a minute, is, is my intuition off? Like as a child, that's actually damaging. Because, and so many people want to protect us, and I understand that, but then it kind of fucks with your natural... Yeah, it's confusing. It's confusing. And so then we start going down this road of kind of conforming to what the world wants us to be. And, like, they let us know, like, you have a couple roads that you can go down. You can go to school, continue with college, find a job. That's what we do. That's how it's done. But circling back to what we talked about in the beginning, 
the the people that inspire me the most, the inventors, the people that brought things and created them out of nowhere, out of their mind. Mm -hmm. Like I drove a car over here. Like when you think about that, like who thought of that? Right. Um, all of the magic that's in our every day, if we just look around, like us sitting here and this is going to be broadcast all over the world. This is a creation of magic totally. that you and I are doing together. And so when we start seeing that and understanding that and understanding that when these people, um, when people come to me and say like, oh, like I'm a little bit nervous because I'm just a beginning witch. I'm just like, I, I don't want to hear that because <laughs> um, if you were a child, you are a masterful witch. You are somebody who can create things out of your mind left and right. And it's just unlearning. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. What about for those who had traumatic childhoods? How do we work with the child witch in those instances? That's a really good question. Um, I believe, I believe that um, having my own forms of trauma and just being able to talk, speak from my own experience um, and things that I've been through, I know that a lot of times when I was in a situation where it was, it was stirring up um, bad things or bad things were going on around me, I know that my portal of escape was my mind. It was my imagination and what I would do when I got out of there or how I would continue to grow or what I would do or the friends that I would have around me that would be um, powerful confidants and like um, we could be a team together and rise up. And I feel like sometimes, I feel like sometimes, I think that's a really good question. And I feel like sometimes people that have been through a lot when they were little almost can pull even more magic. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah I mean, I um, it was actually just in a conversation in my virtual community called the Constellation Club. We were talking about psychic powers and abilities. And I was sharing um, what you know my studies have proven you know from research and conversation and all of these years of practice that intuition can really be formed when you know by intuition and we're using that as a catch-all for like psychic powers empathy high levels of compassion and sensitivity intuition can be formed through you know someone teaching you how to do it which is rare um intuitively knowing which is rare mm -hmm. or it developing out of situations, which is most common. Mm -hmm. um, you intuitively knowing, you know, what kind of energy is my father going to have at the dinner table today based on how he's walking into the room, right? That is intuition from a very young age based in trauma. Um, but that doesn't mean that all future iterations of that intuition need to have trauma surrounding them. Mm -hmm. We develop these skills. Think of us in our sort of ancient human form, knowing as little cubs, <laughs> knowing like, oh, it, when I hear the wind moving like that through the leaves, it means that there's a buffalo behind me or something, you know? <laughs> right. But that doesn't mean that all of the intuition always needs to be fight or flight. We are advanced past that and we can start to harness that and use it for 
uh, uh, being able to inform our work that doesn't always have to have fear mm-hmm. embedded within it. Absolutely. These are, that's just how we learn. Then we can practice and we can harness and we can redirect. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of us who, I, I would say the majority of people who are very psychic, who do connect with um, their inner voice, it was cultivated out of really tough conditions. Yes, I absolutely agree. In the same way that people who did not have all the tools handed to them are the ones who have had to realize that in order to make their world something exciting that they feel passionately about, it was, they had the onus, you know, it was on them to do it and they had to figure out how to manifest. Yeah, how to take the action, how to conjure it, how to... Yeah, move forward in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. My grandmother used to say, my grandmother loved saying that fear stood for forgetting everything is all right. Wow, I love that. And I go back to that all the time um, whenever I'm super nervous about something or I'm worried about something. And you know, you go on a trip. My brother calls them trips. And he's like, you're going on a mind trip right now. If, if like you can spiral really easily down, but what if? And... I'm trying to obliterate that with thinking fear is just forgetting everything is all right. Yeah. And knowing fear we can Fear is manifest. an interesting thing. I mean, fear is an extraordinarily powerful, I, I feel like it's a hormone. Like it's like it has that kind of much power. It feels it's a, such an all-consuming energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like you, don't see time as linear. So when I feel myself spiraling in the fear thought um i try to remind myself that you know anything scary has already happened yeah and i already have been programmed Mm -hmm. so to speak to handle it yeah i don't think that there's anything that we are thrown that we can't be strong and face and have the resilience to walk through absolutely absolutely easier said than done of course i mean fear is fear But I think that we also have sort of, we already know the worst case scenario. So what, Mm -hmm. you know, let's keep going. Let's try to make it an adventure. Right. Exactly. Like the example of Lord of the Rings. If they were, if they just were in their like Hobbit land and were going on this, this walk and it was easy, no one would care if they were just sipping margaritas and chilling out along the way. Mm-hmm. No one would ever care. But they had to battle dragons <laughs> and they had to go through all this stuff. And that's what makes us as human beings connect to that that hero's journey that I feel like is the root of magic. Mm-hmm. It's when we're born with nothing and they're like what are you going to do with us? Mm-hmm. What is your mind going to set you out to do? And we really are writing the story of our lives. I absolutely 100% believe that because things have happened in my life that aren't possible. Yes. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Someone asked me um, a few months ago, how do I, me personally, you know, how have I manifested? Where have I seen it come to fruition? And it was like everything. <laughs> you know, like it, <laughs> nothing existed without me intending it to. And I've gotten everything I've wanted. 
And it's a crazy thing to say because it doesn't, it's, I'm not like Veruca Salt, you know, but like, I want it now, you know, like that's not how (laughs) it works. I hear you. (laughs) It'd be cute if it was, Uh but you know, it's, it doesn't happen overnight and it certainly doesn't always happen the way you think it's going to happen. Yeah. But I have gotten everything I've wanted. I wanted, uh, and what did I ultimately want? Independence, autonomy, to be able to choose how I spend the hours of my day, to be my own boss. These are like the overarching things that I wanted. Right. And it, again, you know, these, a lot of these didn't fully develop until after my Saturn return, which Mm -hmm. is the natural order of the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. But if you are a magic person, you live a magic life. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So when you work with people today, um, how, how, what does it look like your interaction with them? Uh, well, it depends because I work in a lot of different capacities. Um, oh, cool. Tell I us do about it. Well, um, my amazing uh, soon-to-be husband and myself, um, David Garfinkel, we run a coven uh, at the Chelsea Hotel, which I think is a very powerful magic center in New York City because yes. it's something that it's this kind of vortex of artists and musicians and, you know, all sorts of um insane wildness has happened there and I think that it's kind of a beacon uh so we have we have a coven there together um I do online classes because I realized that it really needed a worldwide reach I like to do in-person retreats I do I do witch camp which is that's so cool a fantasy it's (laughs) a full fantasy when you come to witch camp you're coming to my full fantasy (laughs) of what what I want to do and how I want it to be um and we we have a lot of fun with that we hike up mountains and go to abandoned hotels and leave spells um in the fireplaces that that sounds go to perfect nowhere. i think our childhood selves would have had a fucking blast <laughs> together <laughs> right and we could do this now <laughs> yes and that's the thing it's like We're your life doesn't have to not look like that you, it, the same magic that you liked as a child you can still bring forth absolutely absolutely yes. and and that's that's kind of where i that's where i play and from from this time together talking with you I see that we're very oh we're, yeah we w- I, I'm we're in the same whew, we're in the same boat yeah a hundred percent we're totally gonna break into an abandoned hotel right after this yes so. I mean the fact when I was uh, inviting you to do this episode and I saw that you guys were uh, had this coven out of the Chelsea Hotel. I was like, these are my fucking people <laughs> because it, it gets it you know it's like it's it's exactly it's a vortex it's where energy gets pooled and channeled because there's so much history and that's where energy centers are is a combination of places and feelings and people and all of those coming together yeah and I mean what real magic like when when I think about it and when I think about being in that power I think of I think of that whole like rock and roll sensual sexual magic that really intense um beauty that's created with that passion and fire yeah i mean music is magic music is absolutely 100 percent magic and it's it's uh it communicates on some other level that really truly moves so much yes and i think that um and that's why, you know, when I when I met David, uh, he's a musician and he's a magician and he's a visionary and an alchemist. And, 
you know, he reads cards and he creates things out of fucking nowhere. And like, he really truly is like an inventor of mystical things. And what's beautiful about it is that the two of us working together and like things that things that we do, um, is that I grew up with in this, in this realm, I grew up with this grandmother who gave me a lot to go off of and it's beautiful. And what that means is, is that I have kind of a set thing in a lot of my, um, in a lot of my thinking of how, how I do magic. I'm like, I do it this way because my grandmother did it this way. And this is what she taught me. And I'll go out and find like portals and holes in it and just experiment with other magic. But with David, he just is like, he asks why. And he's like, but why do you do it that way? What would you call South if it didn't have a name? Where the birds fly? Like, what would you, how would you explain the directions if we didn't have names for them? So the two of us together. And what sign is he? He's an Aries. Oh, fun. He's, he's, he's such a badass. He's like, <laughs> like, yeah. So you were sharing some very cool stories and applications of this before we were on the mic and we d- definitely need to share them yes. with our listeners. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it's something I'm really on about and I feel like it's something that is life changing. And, um, so Albert Einstein believed that time wasn't linear and his whole idea about the theory of relativity was that time isn't manifesting itself like we see it. There's something else going on. Um, there's actually, uh, there's a quote that he has talking about, he believes that the separation between the past, the present and the future is only an illusion although a convincing one. And I think that thinking about this idea that time is going on all at once and the past and the present and the future is all happening simultaneously, how could you, how could we right now communicate with our former selves? We can, if that's happening. We can also communicate with our future selves. What would those letters look like? I think about what would it be like in this form of magic? It's holding hands in the darkness with all of the versions of us. And I think that there's real power in science and what we call magic or witchcraft combined. And when we look at it in that way, um, one of the stories that we were talking about before we got on the mic was that I had, I had an experience where my, my house burned to the ground in 2011. And I remember sitting there on a rock looking at the house and it was, you know, it, it was all burned down. There was firefighters. It was horrible. I, I was devastated. It was a huge trauma moment. Everything that I owned was in there. All my family stuff was in there. I, I just, it was horrible. And yet there was this thing that happened that's unexplainable that, that it was like a bubble. I don't know how to explain it. It was like this mist or something like came around me and suddenly my energy like, like was uplifted and it's almost like in a split second, I saw what could be there in the future, what stood there, like this relief came over me, which is strange. And it it, it doesn't make sense for the state that I was in. And, um, it's almost like 
in the tarot and the story of the tarot, it's like the tower card and all this horrible stuff happens and it comes crashing down. And the next card is the star and you have hope again and you can see the stars. And it was that same kind of thing where it was almost like I got a quick flash, a calm and a quick flash of a vision of what could be built there. And I made sure a year after it burned down to be there at the exact same time, sitting at the exact same rock and looking at what was starting to be built so that I could send it back to my previous self so that I could give her that sense of comfort. And that was what happened. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. I believe so. And that was why you had that calm on the rock in the, yes. in the initial sequence of what you experienced yes and just recently uh david and i had our anniversary together and we did the same thing where we went back to the exact place that we met at the exact time and sat at the exact table and we leaned our foreheads together and closed our eyes and sent thoughts back to ourselves from a year prior and let them know that this is the best thing ever. <laughs> like, go for it. This is this is the thing, you know. So I think it's very important to be aware of that, and and ask yourself what you can send back to your past self to kind of heal them or give them a message and let them know it's going to be okay. And in that form, we're our own spirits. We're our own guides. We're our own. Our own creators are writers, which is really powerful if you look at it that way. Yes. Yes. As a child, I remember I was very obsessed with like time capsules Mm. and storing things in them. Um, But I took it a step further. And I remember I grew up in New York City. So this would be when I was visiting my family out in the desert in California, uh, my grandparents. I would write notes to myself in the future and um, dig in the ground. And (laughs) I remember, I I mean, it made so much sense to me. It was like not a weird thing at all to do. It was like, Aliza, age seven, currently experiencing this, feeling this way about that. Do you remember it? And I remember, you know, going through the process of writing these notes, digging out these plots. And I (laughs) can put myself also in the position of my father who looked out the window and saw that the entire backyard was like dug out with holes in it <laughs> because this was not just one hole this was like I it was in this odd way it was like graves right it was right. like I was digging graves of past present and future I was a very spooky fucking kid so I could imagine my dad being like oh my god what is she doing this girl but I had a very I would do that now you know and like for I can't uh, I drive my boyfriend crazy. I just walked past a piece of wet cement and like a 13 year old, I was like, I got to write in it. I got to write in it right now. And he was like, stop it. Like you could get arrested. And I was like, I don't care. Because to me, that's a time portal. It you is. know, like I write my initials 2019. I'm sending a message to my future self, yeah. you know, it's yes. and I'm sending a message to my past self and all of this. You, we need those vacuums of milestones so that we know where we are on our journey and that we could support each other ourselves along the way. So I, I had to, I crossed the street. I got my hand, my nails all cementy, but it had had to be done. Magic can be dirty sometimes. Yes. The best magic is dirty. It is. It's true. 
Damn, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I also, you know, some listeners might remember me telling this anecdote in a much earlier episode. But as a kid, one of the things that I was I, I was obsessed with this mirror that was in my um, living room and my parents thought got such a kick out of it. So I have photos of me from ages, you know, infant to seven um, when my parents divorced taking pictures of me looking at myself in this mirror because they were obsessed with how I was always standing by it and looking back it was a fucking portal it was not a a mirror it was a a portal portal. and as a kid I knew it and I would just I always would it was where I would go to disassociate and get weird and have that awareness of like you're in this body now um how like look at you growing up and it's so funny because you know I we as you had said like as children we just sort of know these things we know it we don't question it we know it um and then as adults it's like aliza really loves her reflection like no no she's clearly scrying in a mirror (laughs) this is i have to tell you i'm kind of blown away by that story because my grandmother um one of her main focuses that she did and that she taught me is mirror magic Mm. and that in the time continuum and like what is it really what's happening is all about she would say that if you looked at yourself in the mirror looked at your own eyes in the mirror you can connect with your other side self because if we're our ages now we're also two we're also 50 we're also 85 we're also on the other side and her form of mirror magic was that if you looked in your own eyes not at your features but at your own eyes in a mirror and just kind of zone out you could and she would she would take a brush and brush her hair to kind of get herself in that hypnotic state and just stare in her eyes and she believed that her other side self could kind of give her strength or confidence because when she was looking at her own eyes in the mirror doing mirror magic because who else would want to lead you down the greatest possible path in this choose your own adventure of life than your other side self right trying to like and it's make it work yeah yeah, you're kind of blowing my mind telling me the story circling back about our greatest our greatest magicians are those childhood selves of us because you just instinctually did it and it was maybe guiding you to where you can be now yeah and I think that we send ourselves messages constantly um but the more tuned in we are the more specific those messages can become yes and then me thinking about these memories isn't just me telling myself memories it's me doing it in real time in the past Mm -hmm. you know creating these full loops of experiences that continue in perpetuity time magic is is a real is a real thing right which is exactly the same going back to loop it creating another loop to fear it already happened Mm -hmm. your worst fear has already happened somewhere Mm -hmm. so now what keep going keep going because that the nightmare of the a disaster occurring Mm -hmm. sure Okay. Yeah. We're done. Done. You've lived through it. And you've also died. I mean, we've already all in the same mindset. We've all already died too. So yes. we are, this is my very eighth house spooky shit coming out. But <laughs> it, I mean, I'm it's loving every <laughs> moment of it, by the way. We are hanging out all the time after yes. this. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, it's, 
I think that a lot of people have these thoughts. I don't think that we are alone in being aware, mm-hmm. but um, I think that one of the challenges is communicating them because mm-hmm. we have been programmed in a negative way at such a young age to not think like this. Right. Or that something is weird or wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And that that's not the way it works. Yes. Exactly. Right. Says who? The man, the institutions, the patriarchy. Yeah. This is how, yeah, telling us exactly how we should be all the time. And, and I mean, like we keep talking about the, the very best people that inspire us are all the people that dreamed up their lives and thought out of their box and, and created their own reality. So I want to be with those people much more than just, you know, being quiet and not talking about (laughs) concepts that might blow other people's minds. Because if we look at it, I mean, if Albert Einstein is sitting with us telling us that this is also something, one of the greatest thinkers that ever lived, there's something in that. And there's something that's beyond, you know, this idea of, of magic that sometimes people, when you talk about witchcraft or you talk about magic or talk about what it means to you, like I see some people where they're like, Oh, cute. What a cute fairy tale. What and their eyes glaze over and you're just like, how do I explain this in a way that makes sense? Um, and that's something that, you know, with, with those concepts and with, when you bring science into it and when you bring great thinkers and inventors yes. and athletes, I like, I like th- uh, expanding sort of the model of who this is. I mean, one of my icons actually two and both happen to be Leo's, but Lucille Ball mm-hmm. and JK Rowling mm-hmm. and JK Rowling. I mean, I'm a medium. I'm not like a, Harry Potter person but I'm a huge fucking JK Rowling person <laughs> because that fucking bitch did it <laughs> she, she did literally created from nothing from, nothing, from nothing. an entire magic world that literally came to life yes Harry Potter lives yes. I mean it is there's theme parks there's movies there's apparatus that you can buy you can yeah. create your own Hogwarts because she brought it all to life so that which is really like a modern <laughs> legend. Seriously. So I spend so much time like on her Wikipedia page trying to figure out her secret sauce because mm. that is, I mean, she literally manifested magic. <laughs> her book is magic. She manifested it from nothing. Now I read somewhere that she is, her net worth is more than the queen of England, which I don't know if it's true, but I'll fucking take it. Like, yeah, let's why do wouldn't that. it be? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yes, there's people out there. I think Albert Einstein, another great example. He's a fabulous Pisces. I love Lucille Ball because she also, you know, she was trying to do the normal thing. She was trying to be go through show business the normal route and it wasn't working. And she just flipped it all on its head and was like, I'm gonna create a new framework for myself because this yes. is stupid. <laughs> yes. And, and that being said, and I, th- I think that's such a great point that sometimes we think to ourselves, like, this is what I want to do. And this is how I want it to be. And one important piece of advice that I'd like to um, give the friends listening is thinking this or something even better. Right. Because sometimes you can box yourself up in saying, I definitely want this thing. I want this thing. I want this particular thing. But if you do that, it kind of takes out possibilities that might be even better that you can't even imagine right and that sounds like a Lucille Ball you know 
kind of event. Right, because there's, um, if you are sticking to the script, you know, no pun intended, um, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's only so many directions that you can go. Mm-hmm. But if you completely veer off and you th- you know rip up the script and are like I'm going to start from scratch endless possibilities endless possibilities I remember um when I was making the decision to pursue my work full time um my boyfriend said he was like well do astrologers even make a lot of money and I was like I don't know <laughs> I do, do not know but I'm going to be rich yeah so I don't know what other people do it's doing <laughs> that passion stuff. It's doing that passion stuff. Because if you think like J.K. Rowling, who you were just talking about, I mean, most authors, I don't believe, make a lot of money. But if you have right. that vision and you have that passion and you have that drive, it's that fuel that we were talking about earlier. And if you infuse it with that imagination from your childhood before people told you it couldn't happen. Right. Or before people made you be afraid or um, wanted to change how you were. If you can call back that original power of you and fuel that with a passion, I feel like it's unstoppable. Yes. And I also, I mean, as we're talking about this, more luminaries are coming to mind. But Jim Carrey is legit on record for having done this With a check, yeah. yeah. Do yeah. you would you want to tell the story that that he wrote himself? He was broke and he wrote himself a check for a million dollars and he put a date on it and said he was going to cash it by that date yep. and be able to do it no matter what after he was rejected so many times. And by the time that date happened in the future, he was able to not only cash that check, but cash it for like a three times more. over, five yes. times over, something yes. like that. Yes. And it was it was right after he had booked like Ace Ventura the mask you know like just these like uh dumb and dumber yeah and it was after hit the in the early 90s when he just was hit with all of these extraordinary projects and here he was with this check yeah (laughs) yeah it's amazing which is which is time magic too it's time magic (laughs) it is time magic it is witchcraft and like jim carrey i'm sure is not going to go on record possibly i don't know we can call him but yes we we do need to hold him accountable to this yeah it's that that is witchcraft that is that is what the essence of i think what this is because words are wands and when we can create something and say this is how it's going to be and I believe in it so much that I'm going to do this ritual this spell that he did and it it becomes a lot uh it becomes a lot more user-friendly to people who are afraid still of that word or of the words of magic or things like that when you see that so many of these people that we look up to have done some form of this. Yes, but I guess, you know, to to play devil's advocate on it, it's almost like, well, if, if these ideas are so insurmountable, then maybe it's not for you, you know, for the yeah. person who, I don't think any of my listeners, of course, not, not stars <laughs> like us folk, but to the person who's like, you can't, do that you can't make money unless you are a doctor or lawyer or you can't direct guide your life you can't write a check for yourself that's coincidence right right i mean then fuck you it's not for you (laughs) it's not your work i mean then fine enjoy your briefcase (laughs) (laughs) enjoy your cubicle yeah totally yeah yeah because there you also i mean what's the difference between someone who does the work and someone who also does the work is that one person knows it's going to happen and the other doesn't right and it doesn't happen to the person who it's not supposed to happen to yeah so true so true 
Yeah. There, you know, there was a period of time in my life where I like two years ago where I was at a really low point and I have to remind myself about my own magic when I'm at my lowest points. And I remember doing this thing where I started writing in a new journal and I flipped almost to the back and in the, in the, the spine on the inside, I wrote myself a little note and I dated it. And I said to future me, this is what's going on right now. I hope that by the time I see that by the time you get here, beautiful things are going to be written on this page. I'm thinking about and imagining them as if they were almost a visible ink that I could hopefully see and know is going to be on this, love this page. Yes. And then I'd say, I'm hanging in there for you. Love, you know, you from the past and date it. And that was like, pff, we're talking really low, low point. And I feel like when, when we tap into that magic of us and the power of us and know that you're not actually ever alone, if you're surrounded by that child version of you and that future version of you who wants to see you through, there is a power in that. There's a power in all of the versions of us. I love that so much. That is so beautiful and so comforting and in such a great way of looking at self is that you are never alone because you have all of these different versions supporting you. Yeah. It's and true. And rooting for you. Yeah. Really, oh, truly you're, rooting you're for you. You're killing my heart <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. It's so, so well said. So beautiful. Thank you. Um, I think that this is a, a perfect place for you to share with our listeners how they can find you um and the best way for us to continue to follow your work yay well um we can meet at the abandoned hotel where we're going to break in <laughs> later on I'll tonight there, yes. uh, I'll, I'll put that out on my instagram um so uh they can find me at lovewitch.com l-o-v-e-w-i-t-c-h.com that's a fucking good domain hell yeah it <laughs> is hell yeah it is and uh and also you can find me at uh, Veronica Varlo on Instagram. And every Tuesday I do a Tarot Tuesday where I lay out the cards and you choose one, two, or three. And then later on in the day, I will flip them over for you and give you your weekly forecast. Um, uh, my beautiful man, David, um, is doing Freaky Fridays, which is his weekend, sending you through the weekend doing a similar thing. Um, so the two of us together have been having a lot of fun in that. That's amazing. So, yeah. So that's, that's the main two places I'm at right now. Cool. Check Perfect. it all out. Well, yeah. thank you so much. Thank this you has so been much. So, so wonderful. Such a treat as expected, as known. Man, you are incredible. Your warmth and you know, I really, Thank you're such you. You an open person that it's very easy to be around you and very just, you just made this lovely. So oh thank you goodness. so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. All right. Thank you. 